Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, if you listened to the show last week, you know we've started a series on conservation leaders. So this week we're turning our attention to a woman by the name of Rachel Carson. If you never heard the name, you're in for quite a surprise. So let's find out exactly who Rachel Carson is and why so many value her as a conservation leader. So we'll start out by saying Rachel Carson is actually a Pennsylvania native. So she's from Springdale, Pennsylvania. Wait, uh, is that Springville or Springdale? Nope, not Springville, like right here in Susquehanna County, but Springdale. Um, it's a small community near the Allegheny River. Gotcha. And as a child, Carson's passions were nature and writing. At just 10 years old, she was published in a children's magazine, and then she went on to enroll in Pennsylvania College, where she was an English major, and about halfway through her college career, she actually changed gears and became a biology major. So her first experience with the ocean came during a fellowship at the U.S. Marine Laboratory in Woods Hole, Massachusetts, and when Carson graduated from Pennsylvania College, She was awarded a scholarship to complete her graduate work in biology at John Hopkins University in Baltimore. Back at this time, that was a huge accomplishment for a woman. Yeah, so then it was 1935, uh, Carson got a part-time job with the U.S. Bureau of Fisheries, and that's where she was asked to create a series of seven-minute radio programs, specifically on marine life. Uh, In 1936, she was appointed to junior aquatic biologist with the Bureau of Fisheries and became one of only two women employed with the Bureau at this professional level. She tended to visit the Chesapeake Bay region where she spoke with watermen and toured the commercial plants and the conservation facilities there. Uh, And that was in an effort to understand the economics and the culture of the area. So Carson's first book, Under the Sea Wind, was published in 1941. It highlighted her unique ability to present intricate scientific material really in a clear language that would pique the reader's interest in the natural world. Uh, It was in 1943 that Carson was promoted to the position of aquatic biologist, and that was a newly created U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that hired her. By 1951, Carson had published another book. It was called The Sea Around Us, and it was on the New York Times bestseller list for 81 weeks. The success of this book actually led Carson to resign from her position at the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and she pursued her writing career. Rachel's last book, A Silent Spring, which was published in 1962, awakened society to a responsibility to other forms of life. In this book, Carson documents in detail the true damage to the ecosystem caused by the use of pesticides. Yeah, so as you mentioned, she wrote the uh, three books, the trilogy, which focused on the coastal ecosystems. And you also mentioned New Yorker, uh, which ran that trilogy. Um, She also had published several articles thereafter and became increasingly interested in the overuse of synthetic pesticides in the environment. Yeah, so let's rewind just a second and say back in the 1950s, USDA was focused on eradicating fire ants with the aerial use of DDT and other pesticides mixed with fuel oil. 
Now, aside from fire ants, uh, mosquitoes were a major problem as they still are today. And one solution that they thought to solve this problem seemed to be the application of DDT. Uh, and observers began to notice that bird populations were suffering and birds and other wildlife deaths were on the rise. So around 1959, they realized that the past three years of cranberry crops in the U.S. were identified or found to have high levels of the herbicide aminotriazole. Research at the National Library of Medicine of the National Institutes of Health brought Carson into contact with medical researchers investigating the gamut of cancer-causing chemicals. So one that was of particular significance was the work of the National Cancer Institute researcher and founding director of the Environmental Cancer Section, Wilhelm Huber, who classified many pesticides as carcinogens. Carson and her research assistant, Jeannie Davis, with the help of NIH librarian Dorothy Algar, found evidence to support the pesticide cancer connection. To Carson, the evidence for the toxicity of a wide array of synthetic pesticides was clear-cut, though such conclusions were controversial beyond the small community of scientists studying pesticide carcinogenesis. By 1960, Carson had sufficient research material, and the writing was progressing rapidly. She had investigated hundreds of individual incidents of pesticide exposure and the resulting human sickness and ecological damage. So from 1960 to 1962, Carson suffered from some health issues which delayed her research and writing, but by September of 1962, Silent Spring was published. And this book laid out a scientific case against the overuse of many pesticides and it actually eventually led to a reversal in the U.S. pesticide policy and even a nationwide ban on the agricultural use of DDT. And this helped to inspire an environmental movement that led to the creation of the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA as we know it. Yeah, uh, so the life of Rachel Carson uh, really had a, a big influence on you know environmental protection and the environmental movement, banning DDT getting out of the environment. Um, I think the one big thing that I learned, you know, back in college about DDT was uh, its significant effect on um, shells, eggshells. Uh, made eggshells really weak, and uh, that's why we saw so many bird deaths. Um, several different species really suffered from it. So, uh, thank you, Rachel Carson. All right, well, we have a couple of events that we'd like to mention. Uh, first one is Woods in Your Backyard series. So I think they actually did this last year and they're presenting again this year. Um, so the vast majority of landowners have small woodlots. They say less than 10 acres in size. So the Woods in Your Backyard series is designed specifically, but not exclusively for smaller landscapes. Uh, so they ask that you join Penn State Extension to learn how landowners can positively influence the environment by implementing simple stewardship practices. So you're asking, when's the start? So it's 7 p.m. through 8.30 p.m. on each Wednesday from January 19th to March 16th. And they mentioned that you'll learn the importance of managing forests, forest ecology, creating and managing wildlife habitat. Uh, they'll present ways to identify and control invasive plants. Um, how to select native trees for various sites, creating plans for your property, and so much more. 
There's a course fee. It's $45. Well worth it. And I'm positive. Um, you can register for the course by contacting Penn State Extension, or you can find a link on the Conservation Corner page. So the next event is a Tell on the Trail event. So this is usually the time of year you're maybe starting to feel cabin fever. So get your towel on the trail and join Keystone College for this free event for the whole family. They'll be meeting at the Echo Pavilion at Keystone College, 2 p.m. on January 22nd, and they will depart for a short hike through the Woodlands campus. Before everyone gets too cold, they'll head back to the Echo Pavilion for hot cocoa, snacks, and a bonfire. So they ask that you please visit the Facebook page and RSVP going on this event to help them prepare enough snacks. And don't forget to sign up for their program to compete in the winter challenge, kicking off shortly after this event. All right, I guess that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and you can find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and you can ask questions or you can make comments about the show. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>